The prophet Amos is one of the earliest prophets that we have writings of, and he is speaking after Israel, the whole nation of Israel, split into two kingdoms. And his message is to both of these kingdoms. But one of them, the northern kingdom, is doing really well. And one is not doing well, the southern kingdom. And so as he's speaking to the northern kingdom, he speaks about God's justice and the emptiness of their rituals and worship. Because, you know, things were going so well for them that they were living really well. They had trade agreements with their neighbors. They had water in the northern part of Israel, in modern Israel, where this city or this part of the kingdom would be. There's a nice river, and it's much more lush than in the southern part. But because they had all of these things, it led to a focus on personal comforts, on unfair business practices and oppressive taxes that squeezed the poor. So Amos is challenging those that are caught up in the pursuit of material wealth and comfort, those driven by consumerism in the northern kingdom, to return to the faithful practices of stewardship of wealth and the just distribution of goods. Amos is reminding the people of the northern kingdom that faithfulness is trusting in God alone and that we are called to treat our neighbor with justice. But he's also reminding the people of the southern kingdom of God's promise of justice and peace. And so he ends this section of his reading with let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. This is a popular saying. We hear it often out in the world. Um, if you Google this particular verse of Amos, you will find out that these words were uttered by Martin Luther King Jr. a lot. So much so that some credit him with these words. But we know that it was, in fact, this ancient prophet who first uttered them. And when he uttered them, he uttered them to the folks of the southern kingdom who were living in a dry and barren land. Water was and is the source of life. So these words to let justice roll down like water and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream implies an abundance of a precious resource. It's a cascade of water that doesn't dry up during the summer months. An abundance of life-giving water in a dry land. This is an image of hope to a thirsty people. But it's also an image of warning to a people that are very full. Because Amos then draws the line from the imagery of life-giving water to the justice and righteousness of God. And so in a land where water is so rare, Amos is saying so is the justice and righteousness that God seeks. But Amos reminds the people that they need all of these things to be a community. And he says to them, hate evil and love good and establish justice. 
These are God's ways. And he's reminding the people of the commandments that had been given to them as they were first starting to form a thriving community. You know, after they came out of slavery, crossed the Red Sea, wandering the desert, how are we supposed to be community? God says, I will tell you how. One, you shall have no other gods. Instead, you are to fear and love and trust God above all things. Two, you shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God. Instead, use God's name in every time of need to call on, pray to, praise, and give thanks to. Number three, keep Sabbath and make it holy. Keep the word of God holy and gladly hear it. Number four, honor your father and your mother Honor, serve, obey, love, and respect people in authority. Number five, you shall not murder. Instead, help and support your neighbors in all of life's needs. Number six, you shall not commit adultery, but lead pure and decent lives in word and deed, loving and honoring your partner. And you shall not steal. This is number seven, for those of you who are keeping count. We're to help our neighbors improve and protect their property and income. And the hardest one of all, number eight, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Instead, come to your neighbor's defense, speak well of them, and interpret everything they do in the best possible light. And finally, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's spouse or slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. But help and service, give service to your neighbor in keeping what is theirs. Hate evil, love good, establish justice is encompassed in these 10 commandments And these Ten Commandments then create communities of faithful people by setting boundaries for the people and setting boundaries on evil, setting boundaries that are marked by good and by justice, by helping your neighbor, by protecting them and their their livelihoods. But if you were paying attention... Those boundaries mean living a life that is sometimes radically different than the ones that we often find ourselves living. Because we are encouraged to not see the injustice around us, to barely see our neighbor. Instead, we are told untrue things about the people experiencing injustice. The stereotypes and the dehumanizations are so much a part of our modern vernacular that they create blinders we don't even realize we are wearing. And these blinders prevent us from not only seeing injustice, but deepening our faith and trusting in God as we do God's work in this world and of treating our neighbors with love and working for justice. And when that happens, this thing we call church and faith 
becomes a bunch of empty rituals we do so that we feel good or so that we are somehow assured that we are earning our salvation, which we already know isn't our work to do, it's Jesus' work to do. Our work is working for justice. And this isn't only an Old Testament concept. If we think about the writings of Paul, especially in 1 Corinthians, we hear Paul very clearly saying that if we do not have love, we are like a clanging cymbal or just noise. God calls us to something that is wholly other and so much more life-giving but infinitely more terrifying because we have to trust God and our neighbor. We have to be willing to take off the blinders, to see the things that may make us uncomfortable, to be vulnerable enough to admit that we had blinders on in the first place, and then to be brave enough to live in a new way with new knowledge. And then the new life promised comes to us. Then waters flow and justice is found. Then we are all freed from the tyranny of evil and sin. This is the hard work of the followers of Jesus. It means being grounded in the radical love that we know in God, the love that God has for us, the love that we have for God, and then the love we have for neighbor and the love our neighbor has for us. And we are freed from that tyranny and we're grounding ourselves in that love because of Jesus' death and resurrection, which shatters the world's snares that tries to entrap us every day. Jesus' death and resurrection obliterates the walls that we build, the blinders that we wear, and creates new life in us. Not an easy life, but a new life. An abundant, flowing, waters kind of life. In our baptism, we are clothed with Christ and then sent out into the world to work for justice and peace throughout our world. And in the waters of baptism is indeed new life in Christ, not only for you or for me, but for the world as we work to let justice flow like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. As we work to allow the light and love of Christ to shine and bring about new life. Some days it seems really futile. And other days it's just too darn hard. And yet, at the heart of this life is Jesus, who never leaves us and always guides us, even when we have forgotten that and we don the blinders or we contribute a brick to the wall that divides us from our neighbors. Jesus is always there to remind us of God's love and forgiveness. We know that to be true because here in this place, in this meal we celebrate, we are reminded that we are part of a whole community of faithful people and that we are strengthened in our faith by each other and by the bread and the wine for the sake of the world. So dear friends, let justice roll down like waters because we have the courage to live as Jesus calls us. Amen.